Hey, what's up, friends? You're listening to Hey Dad, This Life. I'm Sonny, and I thank you for joining me today. Today we're going to talk about problem solving. Whether you have children, maybe you are the child, we all got problems. Every day is a new puzzle to figure out and solve. But I want to talk about why sometimes we fail and maybe how we can do it better. All right? Stay with me. Let's do this. can be something different to everybody you know and problem resolution is different to everybody where some people like to solve problems you know it may not even be their problem it may be uh, somebody else's problem you know that's where you always get a bunch of information on how to run your life from other people's other people (laughs) others people's but uh, so I'm sure everybody has experienced the person that wants to give them all the information Uh, And then sometimes it's information from a person that has no clue, but they want to tell you how to do it when they've never done it themselves. And that's the ones you really got to be careful for. Uh, Someone giving you advice about something that they know nothing about. You know, an outside perspective is always fine and dandy, but it's better to listen to the people that's been there. It's better to listen to the people that are part of something you're interested in if you're going down that direction. But like I said, a a mistake is different to everybody. Some people, like I said, can learn from a mistake. A mistake is made and they make an adjustment and they never make that mistake again. They make their life better. Other people will continue to make the same mistake over and over and over and not even realize it, but they keep asking themselves, why am I here? How do I get here? What is wrong with me? All those type of things. You start uh, treating yourself bad for making those mistakes over and over. Uh, and remember, when you when you decide something and you make a mistake and you, let's say you know it's going to be the wrong thing, but you're going to try it, that's, that's still a decision. And to not make a decision is still a decision, uh, no matter what, to, to decide not to do something. So you, if, if you know, for example, let's say you got to get up early in the morning, and you know you got to get up early in the morning because there might be weather and you want to show up on time to work and awake you know, you don't get up just in uh, 20 minutes before work when you know you have to be at work and it takes you 15 minutes to get there. Uh, but you just got up five minutes, get in the car, take off, and you're like half asleep driving to work, you know. I'm sure plenty, plenty of people have done that where they just, they wanted that little bit of extra sleep and they drove in the car tired, which can lead to many bad things. Uh, or you get to work and you get to work tired, you know. So... One thing in the military that always used to happen is, you know, you're getting up at four o'clock in the morning for a day that's not really going to start till 730. But part of that four o'clock morning is get up, 
get ready, then go do some exercising, come back, have enough time to get ready again, and then enough time to get back to work. By the time you're at work, you are super 100% for the most part, as long as you did what you're supposed to do, you are ready to participate, to do what you're doing at work, you know? Uh, so, th- so that's, that's one thing that, that can be happen is basically being responsible for what your day is going to bring. You know, if you spent the morning scrolling through something for 10 minutes, uh, instead of just getting up and getting in the shower or getting up and making yourself breakfast, uh, but you spent the day sc- or the morning scrolling and you ended up leaving the house with a pop tart or just a, a piece of bread, uh, and then you're going to be at work suffering, you know, and your day is just going to go downhill from there. Um, you know, have you ever had that day to where you felt great, but at the end of the day you felt miserable because you just didn't accomplish anything and you really planned on accomplishing something or them days that you really, really struggled, or at least at the time it felt like struggling, but you realize you put in a really good day's work. And when I'm, when I'm talking about work, I'm not just talking about going out there in the field and working your ass off. Um, but you did it smartly. You know, you were prepared mentally to take on questions you are prepared mentally to take on whatever situation you're dealing with, you know, whatever your job is or whatever you do for a living, whatever makes your day, um, whether it's just talking to people or whether it's making dollar bills, uh, it, it still comes back to being responsible and making sure you have enough time. 15 minutes in the morning to get up, uh, shit shower and shave, and then get out the door and get to work is not really a feasible means of being successful, you know? So I would say from the time that you have to get out the door, your minimum time frame should be two hours. Two hours will give you enough time to stretch, think about things, you know, and every morning should begin with something that's going to get your head straight and be prepared for that morning. Not just wander around, getting ready, you know, being kind of walking around in limbo, waiting for the time to run out to get in your car. But give yourself the time, even if it's just so you can drive to work uh, safely and slowly or whatever. You see so many people rushing nowadays being angry at other people for not being able to make somewhere on time because they left late. Um, and I know these, all these mistakes are really common for a lot of people, and, and it all kind of comes to back to being responsible and being prepared and being ready for your day. But I I would say two hours, two hours is a good time frame to give yourself enough time, no matter how slow you are to rise. But two hours gives you enough time to do everything you need to do. And by the time you're walking out that door, you're ready. You're ready to get in that car and focus and continue on your day. You know, and depending how your drive is, your drive can be listening to podcasts. Your drive can be going over notes in your head of whatever your head is going to be dealing with that day um but that's a big thing um bringing this back to being a father you know as you raise children <clears throat> you can easily look back at maybe how you might have disciplined your child or didn't discipline your child or question your the way that you raised your child or you might even get to that point you know when your children are young they listen to you they're very malleable so you can say things and your child will listen to you uh, and it helps them be stronger. You know, we don't want to manipulate our children. I see often a lot of parents, especially when they're like sports parents, 
They make their children do soccer, volleyball, you know, all these different things all at once. Um, and the kids hate it. You know, I used to teach martial arts and for the most parts, most of the kids wanted to be there. Every once in a while you had that kid that, you know, he was being dragged there and it was a little hard to deal with those kids too. But at the same time, uh, I understood their mentality of not wanting to really be there and participate. So most of the time I just gave them what they put in. So if their day pretty much wanted to be ignoring sensei, uh, instructions, then I would just give them the basic information and let them play with that, you know, and when I did have time, I would try to motivate them to maybe go to the next level. Their levels were usually way at the bottom compared to most children. Um, but I, I gave them the basics and then tried to motivate them. I didn't just give them something boring that was gonna, they're, they weren't going to get some. I tried to make them mystified over something to make them think about it and make them feel like they successfully did something. But at the same time, a lot of times, no matter what you did for them, they didn't want to be there. Uh, they didn't want to participate in martial arts. Um, and you've seen this struggle a lot and you usually had those type of parents were usually always very aggressive with their children, uh, very demanding of their children, even though their children did not want to be doing what they wanted them to be doing. Um, most parents would be bringing their mar their kids to martial arts for the sake of not getting bullied. Um, sometimes you had really timid children that uh, you were trying to teach them uh, to, to be a little more outgoing, uh, to not fear the unknown, uh, and those type of things. But getting back to the kid that's being forced to do something... Uh, you know, you have a kid and just because I play guitar or I play bass or whatever, you know, as a musician at no time did I ever try to force that on my kids. Like as soon as I, I've introduced it, I say, here's a guitar, try it. But at no time did I ever say you will be doing this every day, uh, for two hours a day all the time. But I did introduce it enough to say, let's try this and see how it goes. But I noticed when they didn't want to do something, uh, martial arts, they loved um, they love punching things. They love doing uh, all the athletic stuff in it. And, and when they excelled in it, they really got proud of themselves about it for conquering something, for, for getting past something, getting to that next belt. Um, my daughter did move up and become a black belt. My son came very close to getting his black belt. Um, but at the same time, like I said, I've seen children that suffered being at martial arts. And as a teacher, I used to think and find myself feeling like maybe I'm failing these kids and that's the reason why they don't want to learn. Um, and I would put that on myself and sometimes I would, after, after class I would think about it and think of what I could do better to help them. And I would try to introduce them and sometimes I would let some of the younger uh, upper belts uh, work with the younger kids to see, you know, sometimes kids understand kids and it gives them a little more. Um, so, so that was kind of a play on things that helped out too, but I tried different things. It wasn't always just a hardcore, you will do what I, as I say type of thing, because it was unnecessary because in the end you still end up with zero if you force something. Um, and going with the flow of the river and seeing where the river takes you and following that adventure is usually the best path. Uh, when you struggle and fight against the currents, um, 
it may make you stronger. It also may destroy you. Um, so, so that's another thing in life. You, you know, you run into that one thing that kind of seems like it's going to flip you over and roll you around. Sometimes it's, it's best just to go with it. Go ahead and go with it and see where it takes you. It might provide you with other opportunities. Um, currently like myself, going back to school to learn real estate. As I learn it, I start to see more and I start to see more avenues of opportunity, uh, which I didn't see before. Before I just had fear of not working for somebody. And that was a, a really hard and stressful thing. And now when I think of not working for somebody, I think of all the things I can do for myself and how I can be happier and still have time with my family and, and even progress at my own rate. I thought to myself, you know, if I was, as a kid, I never really learned a lot about money, but I did know about the haves and have nots. And if you were to take me to an orange orchard and tell me to pick all the oranges I want, by the end of the day, I would probably pick most of your trees dry just because I understood that. If you gave me the opportunity to disguise the limit to have all the things I want, I would have been able to do that. And that's what I kind of see in my direction now a, a little bit more uh, once I get to that point that, you know, I can work when I want. I can stop or not work when I want, um, but it's going to affect your life. You know, when you don't work, you don't make money. Uh, when you work and help other people, uh, you will excel. And you sometimes just because you start doing something for a living doesn't mean you're going to do that for the rest of your life. You can start you know, you can start working at a place that, uh, let's say, makes bowls, right? And you meet two people there that introduce you to two other people that lead you down other paths. And next thing you know, you're not doing anything that has to do with making bowls, but you didn't want to make bowls in the first place. But it did lead you someplace that made your life a little bit better. And it doesn't always have to be a job. It could just be something that's better in your life. You know, everybody uh, that maybe, let's say, they play music, they may have started doing something or something that led them to start playing guitar or piano. Um, and then they stuck with it because they fell in love with it. You know, uh, everybody has something different. Musicians have their, their love for, for that putting music together. Uh, martial artists have, have the love. Some of them just like to show off, but they have the love of, of learning that peace of mind, that being one, that, that thing that people chase. Uh, and it's a good feeling when you have that confidence um, and you lose a lot of fears as you go through learning martial arts. But what this is running down to is though, what I'm saying is as a parent, you, you got to keep an open mind and remember you're creating a young adult. You're not, you're not when you're, when your child is eight years old, yes, they are a child, but you should make sure that you realize that someday they will not be a child. They will be an adult and they will have to understand. So it's best to just treat them how to be a young adult. Um, a lot of times at certain parts in their lives, their brains can't comprehend certain, certain uh, functionalities that normal adults would comprehend on how life works. Uh, but there are ways to break it down by using nature by explaining things in in the world like using mythology or something like that or talking about stories that they learn in school and expand on that to make them understand it 
it doesn't have to become part of their life, but it makes them to learn to understand. And as they do age, they'll learn to understand. They'll, and then, like I talked about, paddling against the water in, in a river, you know, it, it's, it's a hard thing to do that. Not saying that there are people that want to go that way and paddle hard and push themselves to the edge. But when there's a child, sometimes it's good to just teach them how to float, teach them how to go down the river and enjoy the moment. Um, and just follow the river. And, and what I mean by river, in case you're not understanding that, is is when they have a problem, try to maybe break that down to show them it's not really a problem and it's not as important as they think it is. I remember when I was coming into my teens and life was getting really hard because you're you're getting into that point where you have more responsibility, but I didn't really have the adult or I should say, I didn't really have the adults around me to teach me and guide me to be my peers, to do the right things and all those those type of things that happen with kids. Um, so a lot of it for me was just trying to stay away from doing the wrong things the best I can. Um, but I would definitely be watching friends and peers around me fail uh, and try not to go down those paths, whether it was drugs or alcohol or smoking a cigarette or just going and doing stupid things at parties. Most of the time I was the person in the corner watching them participating. Um, so I, I tend to, I should say, I, I, I kept away from being in trouble. Um, but at the same time, it was very lonely and very scary doing it on my own um, as a teenager. There were a couple people in my life that, that helped me tremendously. Um, and I thank them to the bottom, with the bottom of my heart and to these days, um, some of them may be gone now, um, but they do exist out there and they'll never know how much they helped me, even though they probably were just being nice, but it made a big difference in my life and it made me remember that. And there's been times when I've seen someone in that type of thing. When, when I was teaching martial arts, the same type of child that just needed a little bit of a little bit of to tell them it's okay, that it's okay to fail, that it's okay, you know, to see something different, and it's okay that you're not following someone else's footsteps. Um, you know, you get the pressure when you're young of, why aren't you doing this because your friend is doing this, or your someone's kid is more successful than you, or their grades are better. Um, and as a kid, it's not like you can just throw that back in your parents' face of like, well, I suck at math because you don't help me at math. You know, that's that's just not the right thing to do. That's disrespectful. Um, but it is okay to understand that, you know, if, if you got a C, you know, you're, in, you're a junior in high school and you have a 2.0 across the board Cs, you, you have to understand that you really don't have to worry about that. When you get out in the real world and you graduate high school, everything changes. At least most people do. There are some people that continue playing the high school game, continue playing the I'm better than you game. But for the most part, most people help each other. And they learn up, they, they, they grow up and they learn and they get better. Um, so having a, being a C average student is not really a big deal in high school. And that's a big thing you see is, is people just getting trampled on because their grades aren't A's all the way across the board. 
it's really not going to matter when you get out of high school. It is going to matter what you do when you get out of high school. And at the same token, though, being a C student, not that it's a bad thing, but if you can do better, you should. You should always try to be shooting for that A. And if you can work hard to, to make that A grade, when you get out in the real world, you not have to you don't have to make grades, but it will make you try harder to be the better person. You know, when you go out and get the job, you're just not gonna do your job nonchalantly as a as a schmuck just going through the day and and it is what it is and then you're blaming everybody for as you grow up you you hit your forties and you're blaming other people because you're still doing the same thing and you haven't prospered. You know, but if you were that person that had the mentality to get up in the morning, study harder and be better, when you get out there in the world, you're still going to be that person of, of having good habits and, and being there 10 minutes earlier than everybody, 15 minutes earlier and showing up on time and always, you know, you, you just being better for you, for the sake of you being better, not because you're competing against other people, but just to be better for your own sake. Uh, it really pays off in your head. It really pays off mentally to when life gets hard because life gets hard. Um, when you're young, you think life is hard. And, and the big thing about being young is everything is now. So when you're suffering now, it feels like your whole life you've been suffering and it's never going to get better. But don't worry about that. I guarantee you, if you're in your teens right now, and life seems hard or it sucks, there's light at the end of the tunnel. And there's going to be a point when you get to make your own decisions and you get to decide what the rules are. And when you get out there, you may have a job and a boss, but you're still going to decide how your day goes and how your day ends and what you get to do in those time frames. But it is important to have those responsibilities to make sure that you're just not disregarding life. Uh, because life only feeds you back when you feed it, you know, it's like a dog. When you feed a dog, you get them their water, they're happy, they love you. Same type of thing goes with life. If you feed life and make sure you're treating it good and treating it uh, to the best of your abilities, it will feed you back and it will be happy and love you back. But if you're just going out there and causing turmoil and doing things for yourself and disregarding life, uh, you will pay for it. And it will feel like hell. And you'll keep blaming other people and wondering why you're not getting ahead. But it's a simple thing. Um, you put it out there and it comes back to you. You know, I, I've, I've, talking to, I've talked to people to where they've, I've asked them questions. Hey, you want to go do this? Oh, no, they're super busy. But then I go do it and I keep continuing doing what I'm doing. And next thing I know, I've become a different person because I started, I just kept building myself. And then five years later, I see that person again, and they're still doing the same thing they were 10 years ago. And, you know, they'll talk me up or something like that, but it's, it's, not, it's not because I'm better. It's just because I did the work. I went out and did the work, and that's all it is. If you stay in one spot and become stagnate, then that's where you'll be whenever you start questioning why you are where you're at. Um, being busy doesn't mean prospering okay being smart and making sure you're doing the right things at the right times uh, for yourself will make you prosper being busy is probably 
just meaning that you're probably not planning your day correctly. If you're too busy to do anything for fun, then you need to reanalyze how you're setting out and scheduling your day. Another thing I wanted to cover is, is when you're making decisions or you're solving a problem, it's very important that you have a good balance between mind versus heart. And what I mean by that is sometimes we make decisions based off of our feelings and it backfires, or we make a decision based off of just what is right with our, you know, one plus one equals two. That's not just the way the world works. You know, the answer of two is a little sketchy there. Just like the world is not black and white, there's a lot of gray area. You know, and we have to understand that. We don't, we are not the law per se where everything is wrong or right. You know, so there's so sometimes we can move out of those bounds. Um, so mind versus heart is, is a very delicate balance. You don't always want to just go with your gut feeling because sometimes... For example, let's say you make a decision when you're angry. It's usually going to be the wrong decision when you make it with your angry. And that's coming from your heart when you have anger. That's coming from your body feelings when you're making it. Or you might, in the normal terms, have not even made a decision. You would have just thought about something, seen how it would affect your life, and then just kind of put it off for a little bit to make sure that you're doing the right thing. But let's say you're angry or you're overexcited. I mean, all of us have probably bought that one thing that we thought was going to make us happy, but then when we got it, it didn't make us happy at all, and it just sat in the corner, and we probably paid too much for it um, and regretted it. You know, we've all had that, and that's what I mean by making that decision based off of your heart feelings versus what your head should do. You know that you probably should have kept that money for some groceries, but instead you just went and blew it because you thought that other thing was going to make you happy and it didn't. And that that's just a basic thought. And as a parent, those things can happen too. You would never want to discipline your child when you're angry. You know, things happen. There are the ups and downs of being angry and excited and all those different feelings. But when you see your child do something, the one biggest thing I would say is most of the stuff that your kid does wrong is not going to matter. But you should make them understand when they do something wrong. But there's no need to destroy their little hearts over it. To destroy uh, a person based off of a mistake. You know, the whole point of growing up is so you make all these mistakes while you're in the protected uh, space of your parents. You should be able to safely make those mistakes. Because if, if you're damaging your child when they make a mistake... When they make a mistake and you're not around to see it, you're never going to find out about it. And it ain't going to help them because they may just keep continuing to repeat that cycle of making that mistake. But when they have the confidence to come to you when something's wrong and they know you're going to be angry about it, but they have the confidence to come to you because you've built that relationship, it just makes it a lot better. But your anger should not destroy what their problem is. Your anger should be calmed down. You're the adult. Take a breath. Think about what your child needs. And then give them a little bit of perspective over what the situation is. Even if you have to come back and talk about it later, that's okay too. But make sure you're supporting them, that they're just not thinking, oh, if I have to wait a day for my dad to come home and see what I did wrong, 
it's going to be even worse. You don't want to give them that feeling. It's more of about, we'll talk about it later. Um, you know, I got some stuff to do. I have to, I'll calm down over this and we'll discuss it later. You know, once they get into the mindset that they know you're going to talk about it and help them with the problem versus just destroy them, you will have a better relationship with your child. Um, and at the same token, just make sure you understand what they understand, where their head is. And, and you can get books out there. There's simple books out there that will help you understand where their mentality is. There are books out there that will tell you, you know, from your child going from, uh, you know, from, from three years old or even from one year old to uh, two year old, from two year old to six year old, from six, and you know, and into the teens of how their brain works, how they understand the word world and how to talk to them about certain certain situations in life whether it's the birds or the bees usually as long as you're guiding your child in the right direction the birds and the bees don't have to be that serious of a talk Um, because if you're doing hopefully things right uh, they won't have the need to seek out affection elsewhere so what i mean by that is uh, a lonely person that feels lonely all the time will seek out attention to fill in that emptiness. But if you feel that emptiness uh, and there is no emptiness, you will not have a child that's seeking out uh, relationships uh, elsewhere. And I don't, I don't, I'm not saying that a, a relationship is a bad thing. It's, it's, everybody should learn relationships by having, you know, maybe a boyfriend or girlfriend in high school or whatever. But, you shouldn't be that guy that has to be with somebody all the time or that girl that has to be with somebody all the time and can't be by themselves. A confident, uh, a confident young man will feel just as good and wholesome being on their own with friends around them or female being on her own with friends around them than they would having to look for that boyfriend or look for that girlfriend and that kind of uh, filling whatever holes are missing that you didn't give them. So think of it that way. And if you, if you had a, you know, a child and you're seeing that they're reaching for something, you should question yourself of what is it they're reaching for? How can you provide that with them in a way that they can understand and not feel the need that they need that there's nothing wrong with wanting, but the, necessity shouldn't be there because a lot of times we feel we need things like we don't need that cookie. It's just something we want. Now, if that cookie is detrimental to us, uh, like a relationship at the wrong time in your life can be, you have to be able to realize, uh, I'm going to skip that cookie today. And it's kind of that mentality. Try to put it in different terms to where you understand it before you try to teach it to your child. Because if it doesn't make sense to you, no matter how old or smart or, or understanding you think your child is, if it doesn't make sense to you, it's not going to make sense to them. It shouldn't be do as I say, not as I do. Uh, and a perfect example of that is, is something I'm, I'm doing again, is teaching my son to drive. Uh, my daughter drives already. But a, a big thing is, is I don't drive like a maniac. I don't behave like an ignorant person when I drive. I don't do bad things with I, when I drive. I follow the rules of driving. I take things easy. I always stay calm when driving. I'm never 
going crazy, flipping people off, getting mad because someone's driving a certain speed or not, you know. But I do point out things when people are being ignorant. But it's that type of mindset. But so I want to finish up with just saying, you know, making mistakes is normal. And whatever age you are, whether you're a teenager, preteen, or you're an adult, making mistakes is normal. And no matter how bad the mistake, we can always move on from them. We can always get ourselves out of any hole. But you have to do the work. No matter what that mistake is, you have to do the work. Okay, You cannot just buy a book and read all these great things on how to fix your life and don't do any of those things that would fix your life. If you buy a book and you read this great book on how to fix your life and you don't participate in any of those things that you read, then there was no point in buying that book. That's no different than buying that car you don't need or eating that cookie you shouldn't have had. All right? So I'll leave you with that. And like I said, mistakes are just mistakes. We can all fix our problems. And when you think a problem is too big to be fixed, just sit back, analyze it, see how, how much it really, really means something to you or if it, it's just in your head that way, all right? So as always, I want you guys to put the love out there, stay peaceful, be happy. Until next time, take care of yourself. This is Sunny signing off. Have a great day.